Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I am so grateful you are here today. And I have to tell you, I am so grateful that you have been on this journey with me now for over a year. Yes, last week was our 52nd episode, one full year of doing the podcast. If you didn't go back and listen to last week's episode, please do. It'll actually help you get to know me better. Um, I actually really share, I share my story. I share really about my upbringing, how I got to be a podcaster and where I am now as an executive and leadership coach for women. So go back and listen. You will definitely get um, insight into who I am. You'll get to know me a lot better. And hopefully that will help us get to know each other better because I'm really here to serve you. And in doing so, I get so much fulfillment out of my work, serving women and helping them get the clarity and confidence to take the next step in their careers or their lives, break down those internal limiting beliefs that have hold so many of us back, including myself, and also just take action and have that action come with accountability and a partner that is going to walk side by side with you, making sure that this time you keep that promise to yourself to really move forward. So I can't wait to introduce you to my next guest who does exactly that. And I'm going to keep this intro short because it is an absolutely stunning California day outside. It's a Sunday. It's actually right before Super Bowl. And it is about 85 degrees outside. So I am going to go play. I'm going to go with my hubby to the beach and take our new little puppy. So I am looking forward to just getting outside and out away from my desk. So with that being said, um, I hope you're all enjoying your Sunday and either enjoying the Super Bowl or doing something else besides the Super Bowl. But I can't wait for you to meet my next guest, Bridget McCarville. She is a personal coaching client. And she's also an alumni of our Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. So let me ask you a question. And I really want you to think about this. When you were going to take any kind of action towards something big in your life, or even take that small step that you know is going to lead you in the direction of something that you're really striving for, or that you really want, whether it be personally or professionally, So do you find yourself in that situation planning and over planning and thinking about every possible scenario that could go wrong and all the ways that you could fail and all the ways that it might not turn out exactly the way you hoped it would instead of thinking about all the ways that it could absolutely be the best thing in the world for you and it could absolutely give you exactly and bring you exactly the fulfillment and purpose, and confidence that you were hoping for. And what you also notice, right before you go to actually take that action, all those inner voices start creeping in. Who do you think you are? Why do you think you deserve to take that next step? Aren't you being too big for your britches? Are you really an expert? Are you really qualified to take that next job? I mean, there's two qualifications that you don't check off on the application. So who who do you really think you are? Those are such normal conversations that so many women in my practice have. 
And that's why I can't wait for Bridget to come on today and to share her story about taking uncomfortable action. She was feeling scattered and stuck. And she was, you know, seeing all the roadblocks that she was having. And by the end of her time in the leadership lab, you will hear her say, I felt like somebody put the air back in my tires. I'm charged up and ready to go. So if you want a little bit of what Bridget talks about today, and you want that confidence, that clarity, you want to hush and quiet those inner voices that try to sabotage you when you go to take that next step in your career or if you're in your life, then sign up for the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. Bridget's story is so compelling. And she is like so many of our other members who have gone through the program. We have another cohort starting March 4th. I am so passionate about this program. And that's why I talk about it all the time on the podcast. Because to see women have the clarity, the confidence, and the community that they get to help them with the next big step in their lives. I mean, it's amazing to see the transformations that women make inside the Leadership Lab. So go sign up. Go to www.womenleadingpowerfully.com and apply for the program. We max out at 15 seats, and we're already filling up seats for the March 4th cohort. It starts Thursdays, 5 to 6.30 p.m. for 12 consecutive weeks. We would love to see you inside the program. So listen to Bridget's story. Listen to how she unlocked everything on week three of the program. And listen to how she is now taking uncomfortable action consistently in her life and in her career and what that's doing for her. I can't wait for her to share her story with you. And I'm honored to be her coach. So let's dive in and listen to my conversation with Bridget. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. All right, Bridget, I am so, so glad you're here with me today. I've been looking forward to doing this podcast and just welcome. I'm I'm just so glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Natalie. Me too. Perfect. So I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself, your background, your career background, and where things are at for you right now. Sure. Yeah. My background is in marketing communications. I have always been fascinated by the process of solving business problems with creative solutions, and this is a perfect career to do that. My experience is spread out across three different chapters, with the common thread being that I seem to like managing high-profile, high-risk programs that put brands into our culture, our community, and our conversation. So my first chapter was working at an ad agency. My dream was to go from my intern position 
in this little Midwest office to be promoted and transferred and working for the same agency at their global headquarters. It took some doing, but I didn't let up. And in five years, I was working for them on a global soft drink account in New York City on Madison Avenue and just loving it. Okay. And so that was in the beginning of your career. So here you are, I'm assuming in your 20s, yes, right? (laughs) Living in New York, working for an ad agency. I mean, that must have been so much fun. You know, as much as I had, as great as I had thought it would be, it was even better. It was just... um, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it was. And from there, I decided to go client side. And I went back to the Midwest to work for a Fortune 500 auto company. And professionally, this experience was like taking Madison Avenue and putting it on steroids. Um, If you have ever been part of a vehicle launch, you know what I'm talking about. We had huge advertising budgets that included everything from the Super Bowl to the Olympics to award shows. And each time, you know, new technology was evolving and we were leaning into that, doing things that had never been done before, all to capture attention of our customers and working under insane deadlines. So it was great. uh, I was part of an integrated marketing organization and At one point or another, I had responsibility for every discipline of marketing, consumer insights, product research, creative, media, brand partnerships, uh, experiential, social media. I mean, it was just all around fantastic opportunity that gave me this broad book of experience. And then the third act came when I moved into a niche role for this company. I was working in their entertainment marketing department. And um, this job was to, you know, I basically needed to create opportunities for our vehicles to be featured in movies and TV shows. It sounds easy, right? Um, well, it's not, it definitely sounds exciting because I'm sure, I'm sure you were able to meet, you know, some really interesting people. And, and I'm sure that job, w- yeah, I can't wait to hear more. Yeah. It, it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, I had to learn the entertainment industry overnight. I needed to become this ninja salesperson overnight um, because I was simultaneously pitching Hollywood, the writers, producers, directors, um, on why mm-hmm. they should include an American car in their production and not a Mercedes, a BMW, or a Tesla. Um, Mm -hmm. And fun fact, um, most movies take seven years to develop finance, cast, and actually get to the point of being in production phase. So at this point, you're not talking about someone's project. You're talking about their baby. And, you know, there, there are deep, deep emotions attached and, and very fixed ideas about what vehicles, um, they would consider. Sure. On the flip side, at my own company, I would need to pitch the marketing teams on why they should take the budget that they would normally invest uh, running an ad on a TV show and um, really controlling the exposure of the product, you know, what the background was, what the lighting was, what the angle was. 
and instead take that money, invest in this uh, entertainment project that hasn't been created yet, and hand over your a, a big degree of your creative control. Um, so, and another fun fact is that it also takes about seven years to bring a vehicle from concept design to the showroom floor. And so by this point, again, you're not talking about someone's vehicle, you're talking about their baby. And so this was quite the dance <laughs> that I was doing. It was honestly controlled chaos, but um, eventually we would find the right intersection that made sense for all parties. And then it would be game on. I would negotiate the contracts, in, which included not only the exposure that we would receive in the property, but then uh, outlined this, you know, 360 degree marketing program that would just amplify the partnership, um, really make one plus one equal three. So as you can imagine, this position really allowed me to step into a greater leadership role. I was overseeing so many different aspects of, of the work. And I can tell you there was never a dull moment. And after 10 years of doing that job, I intentionally pushed pause and I pushed pause because I had worked head down all out my entire career. And I, I was able to take a break, catch my breath and also take on a new role of becoming a care partner for my mom who had some health mm -hmm. challenges. And that's where the leadership lab comes in. Um, as you know, I'm ready to get back in the game and it has really helped me to do that. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for sharing your story and your background. You know, um, I love how you said, you know, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, because unlike myself, I worked for one company for 27 years, but that's the rarity. And most people have these different chapters in their life and these different, different chapters of their career. And I remember coming out of college thinking, I didn't even know that most of these kinds of jobs existed. And so I love that you share what you've done in your different chapters. And now this chapter where you said, you know, you you purposely pushed pause. Um, you took some time to be a caregiver. And I love, like what you said, a care partner yeah. with your mom. I actually haven't heard that before. So I really, I really like that terminology. And now you're ready to get back in the game. So you were in our leadership lab. And so I'm curious, what was it that really prompted you to, to jump in and to sign up for the leadership lab? Well, fortunately, I crossed paths with Lori Tab uh, while she was at CAA. And, um, you know, Lori and I were both female executives in male-dominated industries. And I would watch her in meetings and I just really respected her talents and how she held herself. And as we got to know each other better, we would find ourselves having these, these conversations that went beyond business. And kind of what made me say yes to the leadership lab was that here I was working on the Bridget 2.0 project and I had the motivation, but I was just finding that I would get stuck. And I knew I needed some reinforcement. And um, honestly, Lori and I had a networking kind of catch-up call scheduled. And when she was telling me about the lab, I was like, oh, my gosh, uh, this, sounds, this sounds perfect. And I knew that 
if Lori was going to attach her name to something, it was going to be top notch. I mean, in, in Lori tab, I do trust. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's an exceptional leader. And I, I just from working alongside her and watching her manage a team and foster careers, uh, this was work that I knew she was really cut out for. No, that's perfect. And I completely agree with you with, about Lori. You know, I actually um, met Lori a little over a year ago, almost a year and a half ago, and felt exactly the same way about her when we met. We met at an International Coaching Federation chapter meeting, and we turned to each other and we had to do an exercise together. And that conversation, you know, that little exercise and that conversation ended up we made a breakfast meeting scheduled for the next week where I think we spent three hours together. And, you know, what I learned about Lori, first and foremost, is, you know, completely re- respect her as a leader and as a coach, um, you know, obviously respect her background as well. But um, just her ability to connect, mm-hmm. you know, she's such a she's such a connector and what we discovered is so much of our values were in alignment and are wanting to serve and to really help support and elevate women. So it was, you know, she just has that great personality and and that great ability to connect with people. So I felt exactly the same way as you. I can completely relate. Um, So knowing, you know, you trusted Lori and, you know, that whatever she was going to be putting together and, you know, was going to be top notch. Um, So you were part of our second cohort, which Mm -hmm. we started back in July of 2020. So here we are in the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) You've taken, you've taken, you know, a powerful pause uh, for yourself. And what, what kind of challenges, you know, were you facing kind of personally? I know you said that you were, you had the motivation but it sounds like there was something else missing that you needed, um, which prompted you to sign up for the leadership lab. Yeah, I, I was also feeling very scattered, you know, I, uh, scattered and a little stuck. So um, things just, you know, I would try something, it wouldn't click. And so, you know, it just couldn't get it into gear, I guess. Um, and I will tell you, after three weeks of being in the lab, I was seeing the roadblocks. I was seeing what, where I was getting stuck. Uh, once, you know, we all have survival mechanisms, and but yet they can also get in our own way. And I was able to see those, um, where they were showing up. And you guys gave us exercises and tools to work with them. And I really, uh, I really felt like a new person after week three. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. And so, so tell us about, you know, when you came into the program, um, we have a kickoff call and we talk about everyone's specific goals for the program. And so when you had that kickoff call, what were your specific goals that at the end of 12 weeks you wanted to achieve for yourself? My goals coming into the leadership lab program were, I was looking for resources. I, you know, was wondering what else is out there that maybe I haven't come upon, looked at, didn't know about. So definitely resources. Uh, I wanted some accountability as I was going into, you know, uh, making sure I was sticking to my plan. 
and working my plan. And I was actually really looking forward to being in community again after um, having taken a break. Yeah, perfect. And what was your experience like? I know you talk about, you know, kind of being three weeks in and, and things really changing for you. What was your experience inside the leadership lab and what did you learn about yourself? So my experience being in the lab was, I feel like I could describe it. It was like somebody put the air back into my tires and I was just charged up and ready to go. So it just, it, it really gave me the, the energy and the skills to just feel comfortable and confident taking actions and putting myself out there. Yeah. I love, I love that you just said that, you know, it just kind of gave the air back in your tires. And we see that so often with the women that come into the program of, um, they're searching for something. And they're searching for something, whether it be that spark that they might have lost or that, you know, that nudge that they've needed or that confidence or that community that they haven't had, you know, because maybe they are in a in a industry that's very male dominated. I mean, you spent a long time in the in the car industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very male dominated industry, right? Or we also find that women come because they've elevated to a point in leadership where they're not either a getting any feedback anymore or they're a not really getting honest feedback and you know they've just kind of reached a level where they just they don't they don't kind of have their footing under them and they don't, or they don't feel comfortable about like how can I grow I don't I'm at the top or I'm near the top and I don't know what I need to be doing next to get to the next level or I'm there and I'm still kind of feeling unfulfilled. Yes, true. You know? And so, um, I mean, that's been a, a big experience that we've seen as women have come in. And so you also, in addition, you know, we kind of have the base, we have the base package. And then we also have the the program that includes one-on-one coaching. And you decided to take advantage of the one-on-one coaching. And so can you share a little bit about how your experience was adding on that one-on-one coaching component in addition to going through the 12 weeks of the the basic curriculum and the program? Yeah. By adding on the coaching, the one-on-one coaching component, it gave me the opportunity to personalize the material. And, and that's where you and I got chance to know each other and work together. And if anyone doesn't know this about you, um, they do now. I mean, you are honest and give that honest feedback. And that's what um, really helped, I think, move me into some actions that maybe I, I wasn't sure if I was ready yet, but you were able to ask me the questions, um, you know, is that true? So what, you know, um, (laughs) and, um, and, really keep me accountable. And so uh, that's was valuable to me. Perfect. No, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Um, I lovingly push, um, because, you know, I see, I see so many, as a coach, I see so many women, um, holding themselves back and I feel like I have this crystal ball and this ability to see everyone's potential. And I think the greatest thing about being a coach is, 
I can't bring out what's mm. not there. And it's just, I see I see it in people. I can feel it. I'm very intuitive that way. And I can really see what people are capable of. And so I do. I, I, I really do. I, I push and I pull to get it out of them. And um, and you have been such an amazing client throughout the entire process. I Like I said, <laughs> I wish I could clone you. I, I really do because, you know, you've been so engaged in the process. You've been so open. You've been so open to feedback. You've been open to change. You've been open to try new things. You have been open to the journey. You have been, you really opened yourself up to, to really looking at yourself, looking and, and building that personal awareness. And it has been really a, a privilege and an honor to be on the journey with you because you've been so engaged and and it it just creates this energy that is palpable. I mean, I can I can see it, I can feel it in you and you just have this light that is shining so brightly and I'm so excited. So let's talk about that. So in the you know, leadership lab, you were learning things as you went. And um, you have decided to make a career pivot mm -hmm. for yourself. And so I would love for you to kind of tell us about that and why you've made that decision. Yeah. Well, so during the lab, I, I realized that whatever I was going to do next, um, digital marketing and digital media was going to be a part of it and having that a strong grasp of that area was going to be essential for me. So, you know, as I was doing the lab, I was doing some certifications and I really enjoyed it. It just opened up this whole new world. And I had been approached about doing some consulting for a new digital media platform, but I wasn't really sure. And then during the course of the lab, again, I just figured, well, let's dive in. Why not? I mean, this is kind of out of my comfort zone, but uh, that's, you know, that'll be good for me. So um, I've been doing that and really enjoying it. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to see a company kind of starting fresh and uh, knowing, knowing what it looks like on the total other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said you know, hey, you know, you might, you were maybe a little hesitant, but you just dove in. And one of the things that I love, this is a Bridget McCarville quote is, you know, I like taking uncomfortable action now. And so can you tell us a little bit more about that? I think it's so valuable for my audience to hear um, and kind of what changes have come about for you because of that insight. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm the type of person who gives things a lot of thought um, and, you know, wants to be very intentional if I do something and understand why I'm doing it. And the kind of the dark side of that is you can overthink it mm -hmm. and you can, <laughs> you can, <laughs> like I say, sweat it out and, and just paralyze yourself. And with all, because you're you're thinking of all the ways it can go wrong. And, uh, you know, where I am, where I'm at now is, okay, you know, that, that may be all those things, um, maybe things you think about, 
but at a certain point you just have to dive in, you have to do it. And, you know, you're going to have to trust that it's going to lead you to the right place. And then there's like, you almost, once you do it, you're just celebrating the fact that, oh gosh, this was, it was so much better than I expected, you know, and you're, you're really thankful that you jumped in. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And it's been amazing, like I said, to to be alongside of you, seeing you take uncomfortable action and doing it frequently and cons- and consistently, like week after week. And and I tell, you know, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but just in case listeners haven't heard the episode or two where I do mention it, is, you know, confidence comes after the action, not before. You know, so many of us have this this preconceived notion that we need to have confidence in order to take action. And it's actually the reverse. It's really the confidence comes after the action. Have you noticed that yourself, Bridget? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I know. I love that. Um, so you also talked about um, one of the conversations we had during the leadership lab while we were coaching together is that you were tired of kind of being on the sidelines and you didn't want to be on the sidelines anymore. Can you share with me a little bit about what that means to you and and what's changed as a result of your experience so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do tend to say that a lot. Um and I guess that's a a byproduct of pushing pause is you know you're on the sidelines and um I am very intentional about, okay, where do I want to go from here? How do I want to spend my time? And that can, that can hold you back. Um, and where I am now is just in that, that place of determination, taking the action, whether it be comfortable or uncomfortable and holding myself accountable. So, you know, we've worked on, um, putting the goals out putting the goals together, building the roadmap, and now making sure that the actions are being taken and I'm reaching those those milestones. No, that's great. That's great. And, you know, the one thing I really want to be clear on is when you when you say that you're feeling like you're on the sidelines, I don't think it's necessarily because you took the pause, right? It. I think it was more so it was just more of a mindset feeling of I'm feeling like I'm I'm on the sidelines. But it's interesting because you're now getting back into into the game. But it's interesting because I feel like through our coaching process that you've been back in the game even before you've been back in the game. It's definitely been a mindset shift for you. I can see that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that I I just look at the game completely differently now. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had missed it. I was, I, I also, um, recognized how much I enjoyed it and what I had a knack for. And so I, I was able to, I think, put myself back in where I, knowing my, really knowing my strengths and my weaknesses and also being okay. If you, if you make a fumble, that's okay. Get back up. Get ready for the next point. I love it. I love it. And and I love what you're sharing because, you know, because you make a fumble, it's not the end of the game. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I love you. Just get back up and earn the next point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're saying because I think as women, sometimes if we make a fumble, we get so hard on ourselves. And sometimes it's it's very tempting to quit the game. Yes. You know? Yes. You we that's one thing I've uh learned, especially in our um our pods and our community, is you know, you want if you're somebody who wants to be a high achiever and play the game at a at a high level, when you make a fumble, you take it so hard and you put so much pressure on yourself and you beat yourself up and you know, um, it's, it's certainly good to understand what went wrong, mm-hmm. but, you know, not to live there, not to, you know, stay there for too long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Bridget, you mentioned the community. So can you talk a little bit about your experience of your fellow leadership lab ladies in your cohort? Um, you, you guys had a great cohort and, I would love for you just to share, you know, kind of what you got out of being in that community of with the other women. Sure. To me, the community was the secret sauce to this program. Um, it's like you and Lori took the model of like a business fraternity, a personal board of directors, and a cheerleading squad and combined them together. I, I've never been a part of anything like this. It's, it's amazing. Um, the other women in the group are all there because they want to play a bigger game. And even though they work in different industries, um, they're at different points in their career, we all seemed to be wired the same way. And as a result, have experienced many of the same roadblocks. So this community has a reciprocity component that's very valuable. Uh, The women are all able to relate to each other. They open up to each other. They they listen to one another. And there's a, a just a level of support that's unwavering. And, you know, for me, this is just been such a valuable resource that I wasn't even expecting. Mm. Now, are you still in communication uh, with the women that are in your that were in your twelve week program? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's you know you you connect in such a um, personal and deep way, and it's um, and and you also know the personalities pretty well of all the women when the program's over. So for me, I know who to call when I have a question about a certain area. You know, there's one woman in our group who's just an expert at difficult conversations, tough conversations, handling conflict. Like she <laughs> and you know, as you know, so you know, okay, I could call her and run this, you know, this situation by her and get some good insight. Um, and then there's, so I guess I look at that with each one of them. Um, I enjoy them all as, um, individuals, but then I know their, their specific area of expertise that I can draw on whenever I need it. Yeah. And uh, that was a trick question because I already knew the answer, but yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I know, 
that has been one of the most amazing things that Lori and I in building this, um, I guess, kind of weren't expecting and have been so pleasantly just surprised at and pleased with was just we knew that we were providing a safe space and a container for everyone to connect. I mean, that was very purposeful. And we were purposely curating the groups to, you know, include women from, you know, in from diverse backgrounds in every way, um, diverse industries. And so we were perp- in diverse age groups. I mean, we were purposely doing that. But I think one of the, like I said, one of the things that has just been mind-blowing for us is the connections, these lifelong connections that are made in the group. We have women that are, you know, forever friends, you know, texting each other all the time. We have women that are using each other in terms of business referrals. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, I, I can think of one woman off the top of my head, you know, she's using one person that was a financial advisor and one person that was a copywriter and another person for marketing. And it's just been amazing to see the camaraderie and the connection and the, like I said, the, the business networking, but more so these, these deep personal friendships and support that have come from the group. It's just, it's been so amazing. We all keep saying we can't wait for COVID to be over so <laughs> you guys can host that retreat. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to happen. Trust me. We're counting down the days. I cannot wait till COVID's over so we can finally all meet in person. And, you know, you bring up a good point. We've been doing all this virtually. So we started this program in the middle of COVID. We ran our first cohort in June of 2020. And since then, everything's been virtual. And we had hesitations about that at first, you know, how that was going to work. You know, people are on Zoom calls all day. And the most amazing part about it is after the calls are complete, you know, the women say, I feel energized. I feel filled up. I feel renewed. I feel excited, inspired. And I know for so many women being on Zoom calls all day long, it that has also been a pleasant surprise. And the benefit has been that we've been able to curate women from all over the country to be together yeah. because we didn't talk about it. So where where are you calling in from today, yes. Bridget? Yeah. So I'm calling in from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Yes. So yeah, so I wouldn't have I would have missed out on all this had it been a in-person um, leadership lab in in LA. Yeah, and we we have one woman in our group um, this cohort in January um, from Costa Rica. So I mean, it's just been really, it's been so much fun. But like you said, I cannot wait until COVID's over and we have our in-person retreat at some really great destination area and we can all meet in person. So it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if any hotel is going to be ready for all of us in one <laughs> in, in one spot. It's going to be great. Yeah, But no, you guys have assembled some amazing women and I think it it's just a reflection on you and Lori because it's all you know women that you've kind of curated from your network and um, like I said they're even if they're from different industries or at different points in the career everybody has a pretty similar wiring mm-hmm. and it's been great yeah no it ha- it has been wonderful so tell us what kind of results or changes are you celebrating now. I'm celebrating momentum. Yes. Yes. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit more? I just, 
feel the um, shifts that I'm I'm making. I'm I'm you know like I said taking that uncomfortable action, which is leading to very interesting initiatives for me that I don't know that I would have um, been open to prior to this mm-hmm. lab. Mm-hmm. And Bridget, I love that you use the word momentum because. Again, like I said, I, I wish I could clone. I wish I could clone you and fill all of our groups with women like yourself, um, because the the truth of the matter is, is you get out of it what you put in it. And you know, you from the very beginning were someone that was completely engaged in the process, completely engaged in the curriculum. You showed up every week, week after week, um, really not only listening but participating fully. And then, like I said, you dove into one-on-one coaching. And then after the program, you continued on with one-on-one coaching. I feel so lucky to be your coach. And you also signed up for our Momentum Mastermind. And so would you mind sharing with the audience a little bit about how that experience has been for you, um, continuing on your journey um, with the women from various groups who all come together in our mastermind? I would love for you just to share a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, I definitely went all in. You on did. The, uh, you did. <laughs> <that> program. <laughs> yeah. So the alumni program has been great because we are, you know, we've all gone through the curriculum. We we kind of have this common lingo and um, an understanding of leadership, core leadership principles. You know what gets in the way and understand you know how that shows up for us individually and when we go into the um alumni program um it's a chance to go really deep on a topic and we're recording this in january right now so um this month's topic has been goal setting Mm -hmm. and you know what were your big goals for the year um kind of what what concerns you about them, um, what might present challenges. And um, we had our, we had a call Monday night and one of the women was talking about a community that she was building and some, some of the challenges she was having in reaching towards her goal. And in, I don't know, one minute, I think there were five great suggestions Mm -hmm. that she could take forward. And I think by 7 a.m. the next day, we had an email from her saying that, you know, this was, this is what I've done already. Thank you so much, you know, and she's off to the races. So it allows for uh, you to take the material really go deep. And then you've got this, like I said, this personal board of directors that's like, giving you um, the way they see it from their viewpoint and then cheering you on. I, I love that. Yeah. It's really where the rubber meets the road, you know, where you're really, like you said, we're going deep into a topic and giving you the tool, the support of the community to really implement that and making sure that you are making those consistent, sustainable changes. So Again, I really appreciate as a coach, I appreciate that you've gone all in and you've taken advantage of really everything we've had to offer. And 
you've done so much with it. So, and like I said, it's just been amazing to watch. What words of wisdom, as we kind of close out today, Bridget, what words of wisdom do you have for someone listening that is curious about the Leadership Lab, or but maybe hesitant about saying, I don't know if I'm ready to invest in myself um, to be a part of the program? I would say three things. Uh, the first is, and I, I had to say this to myself, if, if, if you're not going to invest in yourself, how do you expect anyone else to? Secondly, I would say, and I, this came out of one of our exercises in the lab, this, um, it's this Chinese proverb, um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now, is today. And so, you know, if you want success and growth in your career, plant the tree now, do it now, make 2021 your year. And then the last thing I'd say is, you know, if you're, you're probably the person that everyone else comes to, that everyone expects people, you know, everyone expects you to have it all figured out. Um, And if that's you, then this is the group for you, because you are going to be surrounded by women who are just like that and who will dig deep with you to get you to that next level of success and cheer you on all the way. Okay. I, I think that is such a great place to end. Bridget, thank you for your words of wisdom and for encouraging others to take the same journey you have. Um, I know you being here and sharing your story and your journey is so impactful. I'm so grateful. I have been grateful and I know Lori feels exactly the same way. I've been grateful to be your coach and your guide through this process. It has been an absolute pleasure and continues to be a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making the time to be here with with me today and to share yourself and your journey with my audience. Um, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. So thank you so much. Oh, happy to do it. Absolutely. Thanks, Natalie. Of course. Thanks, Bridget. Take care. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Oh, 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 oh,